Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. We need to stop the spread of this virus, and we can only do it together. Please. I'm watching you. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C. In your dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The balance, Jack. The balance. The balance between saving as many lives as possible and not completely tanking the economy for the rest of our lives and our children. That's a balance everybody listening to this show can understand, but the mainstream media thinks you're too stupid. 
to get that there's a tension there. One's right, the other one's wrong. Which one? That's a heck of an interesting conversation, and uh, originally I was mostly seeing it from a right-winger or Trump supporter or whatever you'd want to call that crowd, but uh, it's, it's grown to more people, like Governor Cuomo in New York yesterday. Here we go. <laughs> Governor Cuomo in New York yesterday, part of his sit there at the desk and uh, talk to people. Mm-hmm. His thing he does every day. That's a unique thing he's got going there. It's like a fireside chat sort of thing. He just sits there at the desk and hits a couple of facts and figures and just kind of ruminates on a variety of things, kind of looking down at his desk. It's interesting. It's like Putin. Reminds me of Putin. Is he a dictator? Anyway, Governor Cuomo in New York, who's a Democrat, uh, said, yeah, this is a serious question. The president's right. We got do we, how, how much do we want to destroy the economy? To save how many lives? This is something we got to figure out. So somebody needs to alert CNN and MSNBC and NPR and the rest of them. The president at odds with his advisors, saying we're going to end this soon. I've always, Our panel will comment. I've always hated the uh, the, the the need to come up with conflict in uh, in news, but uh, during this particular time, it is really despicable. It's just despicable. Well, and it's one of those things that uh, you you clearly see what something or somebody is. To stretch that far to build a narrative of conflict is just, I mean, that's extraordinary. Uh, Seriously, I think every single human being listening right now, and and several of the non-humans, can understand, yeah, those two things, it's a push and pull, and we're all trying to work out the right balance. How difficult is that? But it's too difficult for a lot of TV shows, radio shows, the rest of it. It's extraordinary to me. We'll have all the latest as usual. And you got, you know, those big overarching problems. Plus, everybody's got their own whatever's going on in their own personal life, whether it's protecting the old or uh, trying to take care of your kids when they're home from school and all that all, all that other stuff. Keep from your kids driving you completely uh, mazo. You know, we had a situation in our house yesterday, and I don't know if this is going to be sweeping the nation or not, but my oldest, he was down yesterday, and he's never down. And uh, and I think it was I think it was everything he was looking forward to coming to a crash. I mean, the, the, the stuff he is going to do with his friends not happening, the trip to go see Grandma and Grandpa not happening, the variety of things we'd planned this summer might not be happening. Not going anywhere. He likes going places. Uh, his, his mom and other brother like staying home. Him and I go places, and we're not going anywhere. And yeah. it, it's 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 already like a week and a half in. He's kind of like I don't know. Just nothing sounds exciting anymore. You know that that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of that nationwide. Oh yeah, I think we're all going to have moments of that, days of that. Who knows? As more and more things get canceled, uh, you know. <laughs> back to the question of the balance, the tension. I was listening to uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, the insufferable, gigantic, far left, makes me want to cry mayor of New York on Fox and Friends this morning at length. And it's talking in a very nonpartisan, cooperative, this is what's going on, this is what we need, and the Fox and Fiends people being extremely supportive. It was nice. It was a, a really nice moment. But he was talking about the numbers he's seeing from his experts, and he's afraid March is going to be terrible, April's going to be worse than uh, March, and May's going to make April look like a good time. Holy crap. So he could be 
wrong, certainly. Sure hope he is. But he hopes he is, too. If, if that is the case, then certainly in metropolitan areas, the push and pull has got to go in the direction, largely, uh, of, of protecting humans as opposed to restarting the economy. Um, although, you know, there are more uh, nuances to that, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe the approach is to just develop a system for caring for and quarantining the most vulnerable. You know, it's a, play play defense instead of offense, or offense instead of defense, and and we'll talk about that as well. No, there's a lot of these statewide shutdowns. Maybe that makes sense for your big city in your state. Does it make sense for all the other towns? I've noticed. Uh, I've had several times um, in the last couple of days where I thought, "Wow, this reminds me of being a kid." My town is about as busy as the small towns I lived in when I was a kid in the rural Midwest. So they're doing the same amount of social distancing all the time, keeping their economy going with all the stores open, as uh, the cities are during this lockdown. And I wonder, That's is there any a good point? Is there any point in making them shut down all their stores when there ain't a lot of people congregating anyway? I think if you just put out the water, stay six feet apart, you'd be fine. Regular life is social distancing, yeah. except with your family. Maybe you leave out the hearty handshake that I appreciate uh, among the, the folks in the heartland. Other than that, go about your business. Yeah. But As again, opposed to, because, you know, a, a, a town of 2,000 people in the foothills of California is not the same as San Francisco, but the governor made the same order for both. Right. And I'm not sure that makes sense. Right. Well, and, and again, uh, the good folks listening understand that, and, and there are very, very few of us who are actually panic-stricken and irrational. Um, and I just, well, I don't know. I guess this is why it's it's uh, it makes me happy to come in and do this uh, for a living, because I think... There need to be more voices of non-idiocy. We're going to be talking a lot about the coronavirus hey, today. That's what coronavirus. We're going to, what's going to be on our minds is the coronavirus. Exactly. Hey, uh, uh, I B. just uh, accidentally I just toss off these these little chestnuts. Uh, Hanson, have low voice guy uh, cut this. Voices of non-idiocy. That's <laughs> eh, all right. That's not my <laughs> hey, hey, Hear it out loud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's a good idea until I said it out loud. Yeah, it just sounded good in my head. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There is our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Uh, we still haven't gotten out a yardstick to measure how far away we are from each other, and I think we should do that. Uh, how are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I was watching um, that, that whole Dr. Burke's uh, press conference with, Dr., you know, with Donald Trump and everything like that. And every time she spoke, I kept thinking to myself, wait a minute, that's not what I heard on the news. And then I would hear something else that she would say, and i say, well, that's not <laughs> how I heard. And so I just realized that so much of what I'm hearing on like cable news yeah. and stuff is just not accurate. You know, it's just, again, I think it's despicable. It's not just, oh, man, can you believe those people? It's despicable. The fact that Trump and Gavin Newsom, the mayor of New York, and uh, Mayor Cuomo, or Governor Cuomo of New York, are getting along so well and have both complimented each other, the media will have none of that. Oh, no. They will have none of that. No, it's got to be... sell di- that. It's got to be division and wedges and Trump's the worst guy ever and all that sort of stuff. Not now, people. Not now. Save that for whatever. Go back to it whenever. But not now. It's just, it's literally despicable. Dare I say. I despise say. it. We should despise it. We, I do. I, I do. Sean, do you? Yeah, sure. It's mand- <laughs> yeah, sure. It's mandatory despising. You're like the Pete Davidson character they do in those sketches where he's like, yeah. I uh, guess so. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, I'm doing quite well today. And 
Hey, where, where'd my notes go? Yes, where'd my notes go? Music. I have a bit. I had a bit here. Ah, dearest Mildred, quarantine day nine. Hope this letter finds you well in these trying times. My residence is stable. Frozen taquito supply remains supple, and supply chains remain sturdy. I have slain many digital dragons, and my Pokemon Go rank battle has uh, continued to climb to new heights. I hope you are doing it well as well, and I long until we can once again meet together. Yes, that's very nice. Yours, Sean. That'll be in a book compiled centuries from now. Letters during the Great Quarantine. Or a Ken Burns documentary that will be longer than the actual quarantine. I just really dig this music, though. That is pretty cool. What is that? Uh, Acoustic folk music, Appalachian Trail, guitar and banjo, autumn music I like that. That's a nice title. Um, (laughs) Yeah, frozen taquitos have played a role in our home also. The kids really like those. Dang, back when we had little kids running around the house, oh, I could get after the taquitos. Oh, yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. And this Tuesday, March 24th of the year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. A little sour cream, a little salsa. What's not to like? All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, it's the balance, folks. Here we go at Mark. I want America to understand this week, it's going to get bad. We really need to come together as a nation. I I heard the stories that you were just playing. Young people out on beaches. We see here in D.C., the uh, district set up a cam for people to watch the cherry blossoms. You look on the cam, you see more people walking around than you see cherry blossoms. This is how the spread is occurring. I think that there are a lot of people who are doing the right things, but I think that, unfortunately, we're finding out a lot of people think this can't happen to them. Coronavirus! That was not the Surgeon General there at the end. That was Cardi B. But the rest of it was the Surgeon General of the United States. Oh, it was. And the Surgeon General saying, hey, people, this week, it's going to get bad. That's a heck of a message from the Surgeon General. That's I want America t- to understand. This week, it's going to get bad. It's oh. going to get bad. That's what I think every Monday morning when I wake up. Coronavirus! That's right. You know, it's right, and it's a good thing to say, but it's it's a heck of a thing to hear. Yeah, I, I appreciate the realism. Oh, yeah, and we need it. But you're used to people like that always, you know, spinning. Oh, you know, there'll be, there'll be some uh, be bumps in the road. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get bad this week, people. Right. They're trying to prepare us for, because this could be happening here in like a month. We've got 4,000 people dying every day. Coronavirus! You you don't want to have uh, the place going crazy over that. (sighs) Like shocked that that's happening. Right. Right. There is... There are a couple of the more interesting sections of Sebastian Younger's uh, lovely book, Tribe, have to do with the reactions of uh, populations during wartime and how the Blitz of England, for instance, which was designed by the Nazis to cause uh, panic, dissension, and horror in the streets, actually had the opposite effect. Uh, People hunkered down, they began cooperating with each other, keep a stiff upper lip, and the rest of it, and the more heavily they bombed, and this happened uh, in the same way when the Allies bombed Dresden, the more heavy the bombing, the more calm and uh, productive this, the uh, populace became. That's not the history of the way people act in pandemics, though. N- no, no, but I think to whatever extent we can make people understand what's happening, what's not happening, and get them solid information, I think it'll help. You're right, because the threat is is each other. Your neighbor. So that's, that's different. How's your, how's your mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. It said uh, the <laughs> folks have just stepped up, Jack. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I generally hate bipartisan toothless resolutions out of Congress condemning this or that. But the one condemning China yesterday was really good. We should read from that coming up. Excellent. I think that's a big move. Republicans and Democrats coming together and uh, saying, all right, China, here's where you're uh, you're completely out of bounds. Mailbag. Which could ultimately be the biggest thing that comes out of this whole virus situation. Absolutely. There's a split between the U.S. and most of the world, I hope, and China. So I'm trying to pick uh, my Thomas Sowell freedom-loving quote of the day. I think I may go with this one. Since it's kind of the theme of the day. There are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. Yep. That is absolutely true. Good way to look at the world. And now a history-loving quote of the day, sent along by Lisa. Um, Regarding the plague, history does not repeat itself, but it often rhymes, as Mark Twain is alleged to have said. Well, there's no proof of that, but let's not get hung up. Still a good saying. It doesn't matter who said it. This is a saying from Samuel Pepys' diaries, London, 1664. Which I've read. Uh, You know, I thought you had, yeah. On hearing ill rumor that Londoners may soon be urged into their lodgings by Her Majesty's men, this is during the plague, you know, I looked upon the street to see a gaggle of striplings making fair merry, and no doubt spreading the plague well about. Not a care had these rogues for the health of their elders. Wow. That reminds me of the tapes we played earlier. A gaggle of striplings making fair merry. I just want to get drunk before everything closes. That's a fair stripling making fair merry. That's something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love that quote. 360 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's human nature doesn't change, folks. Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Oh, <laughs> stripling. Listen to that, making merry. Which is not a stripper, it's different. Dear Rubes, writes Turlock Holmes. <laughs> a Chinese kid I know in the States uh, texted me that while he did not think the term Chinese virus was racist, he did think that maybe somebody should ask it what its preferred pronoun is. There you go. The hilarity of the moment inside, aside, please note that the snowflake generation is not the only crowd to enjoy, blah, blah, blah. Now, sirs, you see, living in China, as I do... President Xi is both the origin and target of one of my most uh, enduring and oft-used phrases. That's what she said. It uh, goes on. Calling it the Chinese virus is politically motivated and racist. If you hear that, you can quickly and aptly retort, that's what she said. As in the dictator of China. Right. That's both dumb and extremely clever. <laughs> Wrap your head around that. And there you go, Jack. Go with the Xi virus. Oh, that's pretty good. And then he says, fun with pronouns continues next time as we discuss who was China's last president. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, Turlock, keep them coming till we tell you to stop. And <laughs> then please stop. Uh, how about this from Annette? I'm sure you're tired of COVID, but here's my take from work. Well, we're all a little tired, Annette, but woman with no symptoms comes to the ER and wants to be tested. She's denied per protocol, mainly lack of symptoms. As I discharge her, she spits on me, then goes to her car in the parking lot, calls 911, complaining of shortness of breath and exposure to COVID, and is returned to the ER. I absolutely love being a trauma nurse, just not right this second. Wow. That's Annette, who claims to be... a crazy person, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, clearly. 
who Annette claims to be a fagbid one, friend of Armstrong and Getty since before day one. So you were listening to what? Paul Weil? Well, no, no, our our previous incarnation. Out of the sack with Joe and Never Jeff. say that again. <laughs> More of the latest I've on what's going you, on. I've ordered you. <laughs> never again. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A New York couple is 3D printing over 300 face masks for coronavirus testing centers. We get it. You own a 3D printer. Relax. You're cool. <laughs> Jesus. Go on Instagram and show everybody. And quit showing off. I mean, good job. You're helping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so uh, Attorney General Barr said, if you're sitting on a stockpile of face masks, we're going to find you and come get them yesterday. Uh, I, I think that story might have come out of people asking the same question I had yesterday morning when you heard things like Facebook is donating three million face masks. Why did Facebook have a warehouse full of three million face masks? A what company is, with the, about 40,000 employees? What, 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 even if they had 40,000 face masks, what were they preparing yeah. for? I don't know. I don't think any company I've ever worked for kept a uh, storage room full of face masks. The moment when Mark Zuckerberg gassed the unbelievers. Yeah, I don't and know. The faithful employees would be immune. I had such a good tease for this segment, and I didn't do it. I, I, I make that mistake oh. a lot. The best thing. Well, I tell you what, why don't you do the tease? I'll ramble on aimlessly for a bit, and people will be looking forward to you paying yeah. it off. I was going to tease and then do this and then get back to it. Yeah, same way. Um, the best, best news I heard yesterday. And the worst news I heard yesterday. Oh, I hate contrast. And the best was really good, and the worst was really bad. Um, here's just your your nuts and bolts here. 46,000-some confirmed cases, a 40% increase from the day before nationwide. 586 deaths, a 41% increase from the day before. Those are some pretty big leaps day-to-day. The cases could be increased testing. Sure. The deaths are people dying. They're both the same number, too, 40%. So, uh, yeah. So- the mortality rate is 1.3% now which is lower than a lot of the worst predictions. So that could be some good news, but that one's still, it's still it's too many unknowns to, to know. We don't know the denominator, Jack. Right. So that, that, that's tough on that part. Here's the best news and worst news that I heard yesterday. Which do you want first? That old conundrum. Oh, for goodness sakes. I'll go good news first. You're going to go good news first? You want bad news Oh, first? no, 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 no. I always uh, okay. enjoy the uh, to, to leave the discussion with the minty taste of good news in my mouth. Bad news first. Study published by the CDC. They Never an- heard of them. They analyzed that cruise ship. They found the virus living on surfaces 17 days after the passengers disembarked. Way longer than any research indicated it could. This Holy crap. This isn't in laboratory settings. This is in just real-life, real-world settings. The virus lived 17 days with no people there. Not good news. No. No, that's Yikes. horrifying news. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to start wearing mittens. 
Yeah. Or something. Or just, you know, put on like 20 layers of, of rubber gloves when I get up in the morning and peel them off as I go through the day. That's that's hard to even believe. Yeah, that's that's so far outside. I mean, was it Princeton or whomever uh, did the experiments in a lab setting? And they all croaked after, you know, three days. That's a, that's All the people doing the experiment died? No, I, you know, perhaps I misspoke. The virus died. Oh, oh. Um, I, I wonder, it's because, is there, you know, goo on cruise ships that they never quite, <laughs> yes. quite uh, brush off? Or I don't know. That's, wait a minute. The CDC said that? Yes. What the I, what? I told, I told you. See, you can't, it's a good thing I had you switch the order of the good news and bad news, because I am devastated by that. That is some bad news. What's the good news? The good news is this. The number of new corona cases in Italy fell fell for the second straight day. So they'd had a drop off. You know, it was growing every single day. Every day you were hearing, this is the worst day in Italy so far. The worst deaths, the worst number of cases. Mm -hmm. It fell from Saturday to Sunday, and people thought, that's good, but that could be an anomaly. Well, it fell Sunday to Monday, too. So two days in a row of dropping, which means it's possible that they're done with it. So that worst case projection for the United States stops at where Italy was because maybe we sheltered in time also. I and, wonder. And so that that's that's pretty good news. I mean, because if they were just going to keep ramping up the number of people dying every day, in spite of their measures, with yeah, no that end would in be, sight. Uh, yeah, but that's not what has happened. So we got two days in a row. We get three days in a row. I seriously think we can think. Okay, they're past the worst of it. Mm-hmm. There's hope for first world countries. Right. Right. Well, and and that brings us back to the discussion, which will be ongoing today, the push and pull between trying to save as many lives as possible and not tanking the economy for our, the rest of our lives and, and turning people who'd saved their entire lives into paupers in their old age. We can't do that. We won't do that. Those trade-offs are made every day. We received a fabulous email on that very topic from first responders. And anybody from a first responder, I should say, and anybody who thinks that we can't worry about the economy, we've just got to blank or uh, or we've got to worry about the economy. Old people be damned. I mean, (laughs) seriously, you people need to get out of the way. Don't we all do this every day in our real lives? Of course we do. For instance, with the how much I'm working versus being with my family. Well, or or more starkly, perhaps. How do you get here? You drive in a box made of steel at excessive speed with a bunch of other numbskulls driving metal boxes. It's the most dangerous thing you'll do in your life, and you do it every single day to get to work. That's a balance. That metal box is propelled by explosions, by the way. Exact tiny explosions <laughs> in a metal tube, unless you have a Tesla. Show off. <laughs> and you probably have a 3D printer. We get it. Yeah, we get it. You're cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of pushing and pulling... Uh, they are still arguing over the relief package on the uh, floor of the Senate. Yeah, the, the stock market looks like it's going to go up today because they think the, the relief package is going to get signed today. But what has been holding it up? Senator Tom Barrasso has an opinion about that. He'd like to share it with you. And this is the moment where I'm going to play audio as we've discussed. Here we go. It goes something like this controlling the actions today on the floor of the United States Senate. They want to put up an entire cap-and-trade system for the airline industry. That's a worthy debate to have, but not on this bill. They want to expand tax credits for wind and for solar power. That's a, that's a debate that is worthy of being held. 
but not on this bill today. That's not going to help one person who's having problems breathing to get a respirator that they need. That's what's holding this up. We know, Mr. President, that Nancy Pelosi has been pushing this extreme environmental agenda from the moment she cut the deal to remain as Speaker and said to the liberals, I will do what you want if you just allow me to be Speaker again. And now, through a letter that she's written to the Democrats, she is bragging that she is carrying the flag for the Democrats' agenda. The Speaker is pushing for diversity on corporate boards, for collective bargaining, for election reform. There are proposals here in her proposal, and she said, I'm going to go write the bill, requiring early voting, requiring same-day voter registration. Where does that fit into a bill to rescue the American people who right now find themselves in the throes of a disease that may kill them and an economy that has been shut down? That's why the Democrats aren't on this floor, because what they are doing cannot be defended. He goes on to point out that uh, another of the provisions in the bill is mandatory paid work leave for stalking victims. I mean, it's (laughs) I guess and he's quite right. Nancy earns points by cramming this stuff in. It's rejected after several days. This is the House alternative bill. Um, there's a different bill they're arguing about on the Senate floor. Is it going to be rejected, or is it one of those deals where, look, this has got to pass, you end up voting for some of this crap? It's the uh, the 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 candy brigade that's trying to jam as much candy in versus the clock. God dang it! It's just it's so disappointing, and this this happens with all these giant bills. Although generally not mm. in emergency times to this extent. Well, not your to this giant ex- like defense funding bill, which everybody sees coming all year long. That's always just jammed full of goodies. There's never been an emergency to this extent in my lifetime. Right. So I am. Sh- what's that thing you got now? Where you're shocked but not surprised? Uh, I'm shocked but not surprised. Yeah. I'm shocked but not surprised that during the biggest emergency of my life, it's still happening. So they're jamming in mandatory same day voting, a cap and trade plan for the airlines. Um, which is which is what? What what is cap and trade? That's the carbon offset okay. thing. It's making it more green. Um, uh, also, forgiving the postal service debt. What the F? Seriously? How does that get jammed into we need masks, ventilators, and loans to businesses so they don't go under? How cynical are you? Our first responders have no masks. It's just, it makes sense. Yes, but this is an opportunity to pay off the postal service debt. It's it's tough. It's like 400-level standing up for democracy. It's like graduate-level because it's tough. It hurts my heart. I mean, it hurts your heart if you spend your uh, your days promoting our governmental system, and then you see this happen, and you just have to accept it's part of the deal. Right? It is. The, it's the worst form of government, except for all the others. It's part of the deal. This is as good as it gets, but it, it's hard to take because you'd like to think during this enormous, on every level for everybody crisis, we could, right. we, we could say goodbye to that crap for for a couple of days wait till the next big bill to cram in mandatory work leave for stalking victims you think somebody'd be ashamed to try to slip postal service debt relief into this but they are ashamed ashamed 
Shame. Please. There is no walk shame. of shame in D.C. God, it's, it's true. The, it's, the, it's the district where shame has died. Oh, it, it hurts my heart. It really God, does. You want to stick a swab full of coronavirus right up their nose. Yeah, you do. But don't. Don't do that. I Don't give s- in to that impulse. I hope you went swimming with Rand Paul. Oh, those are harsh words. This is this is the time to pull together, Jack. <laughs> not to be not to be threatening people. Oh boy, we got so much more to talk about. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Have you heard about the uh, Spanish retirement home story? No. Oh no, no. Oh. I probably shouldn't even tell you. It's not good. It's All not right. not good. All right. Spain. Check yourself. Oh, boy. Really, Spain. You're better than that, Spain. Are you better than that? I don't actually know. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush, these crush of cases. And, uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we, uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. The president must use the Defense what? Production Act. Hmm. So that was just that was see, that was unfair. That was 20 seconds. Out of a long uh, online address from Vice President Biden, who's running for president still. That uh, whole thing is still going on. It was the only 20 seconds where he had to think for himself, though. His teleprompter went down, and, oh, and that's, we kind of saw the sparks and the smoke oh, <laughs> pop out. I see the oh, point you're boy. trying to make there. Oh, uh, we got a lot more on the way, uh, like in numbers and facts and figures, like how much flying has dropped off. How much uh, worse it is in Great Britain today than it was a week ago, and that's why they've locked down no no get-togethers of more than two people. You can't have a get-together more than one person because that's just a person. But two is the limit now. Yeah, two. Right. yeah. maybe you're right. Should we hear how how Biden recovered after that clip stopped? Here's to here's be his, fair. Yeah, here's his next couple sentences. And no saying him bushwhacking, <laughs> horn swoggling, crocker crocker is gonna roll away. The old bait and switch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got me. Yeah, that was good. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. It was a joke, Only one guy didn't get the joke. (laughs) Some things you might want to know about Zoom, since everybody's Zooming right now. Stay tuned for that. Probably next hour. How to perfect your homework setup so your back stops hurting so much. Huh. Does your back hurt more with your working at home than you're working at work? I don't know. We're going into work like regular because we're essential to uh, society. Yeah, for now. Um, you know, I, my what office, do you mean for now? We're coming into work for now. Oh, I may yeah. retreat to the, the Getty compound gotcha. in the woods. I have my weapons at my ready. But we're not going to stop being essential to society. Oh, no. Okay. No. The never. government has declared them essential. Thank you, low-voiced guy. This is the number one <laughs> suggestion if you're working, if you decide to start working at home instead of at work. Stop sitting. A fancy office chair, office chair will not save you because it's still a chair. Your body is happiest. When is your body happiest? I know when mine is. <laughs> Lion prone. <laughs> With someone on top of me. Oh, boy. Uh, your oh. body is happiest. Oh, golly. Perching. I'd never heard that before. Perching? Your body is happiest perching, which this is uh, silly to me because this is my least favorite way to sit. 
which is when you sit on a high stool, like a bar stool at a kitchen oh, island. I do. I sit like that here all the time. I hate high stools. I show up to something and with that's we, what, where we, you got to sit. I think, oh god, with your feet on the floor. No, the the high stool where you got like like they sit on all the talk shows. They're up on that high stool with their feet on that little yeah. rail thing. Yeah, anything where my feet don't touch the ground, I feel like a toddler, and I, I don't like sitting on it. Well, as long as the rail is properly heighted, I don't like sitting on a stool. I feel like a child. And, I'm, and, I, and, I feel, and I feel incredibly uncomfortable, but this is what it says is the best thing for your body. Sitting on a high stool. Think a child? Take a bar stool or at a kitchen <laughs> island with your rear on the edge of the stool. Yes. Perching works because your spine remains in an elongated S shape. Yes. Not a slumped over C shape. No. My body's usually more of a U shape. <laughs> Jack lives in the pike position. (laughs) (laughs) And your leg muscles remain activated. Yes. Which spurs production of an enzyme called lipoprotein lipase. That's my favorite one. Which burns fat from the bloodstream and prevents the glommed up feeling you get. I do hate the Wow. I do hate that glommed up feeling. If I could get rid of the glommed up feeling, I'd sit in the ridiculous, uncomfortable uh, perching position. So the key is that your legs are kind of semi-engaged? I guess. Well, I think I, this is important knowledge. Yeah. I think that's part of the theory behind, you, you know, a lot of those kind of big bouncy balls that people are sitting on now. I think that's similar theories where you're you're kind of forcing your body to be active and stabilize you sure. on top of the ball. Get it. Yep. yep. This is what maybe this is my problem. At first, perching might tire your abdominal and back muscles and feel uncomfortable. That's what it feels like to me. That's good. It says here with an exclamation point. Oh, <laughs> they're getting stronger. and You'll slowly build them up over time. That's nice. So perching is the way we're designed to sit. That's funny. All this um, sitting is the new smoking stuff I've heard. I've not heard that perching is the best thing. Right. Huh. Well, I, you know, I, I always, never perch. I always go back to the cavemen and, and try to picture what they were doing. They're leaned up against a rock. But they got to stay loose in case a uh, you know, saber-toothed tiger comes along or the guys from the, the gorge next door. Come with the spears of flying. Those guys are jerks. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. They come over here. I'm going to spear the hell out of them. <laughs> Spare me in uh, my you, gorge. Your workspace is not one place to which you are tethered. That's another way to make your homework situation better. Forget about the home office idea. That's a vestige of corporate assigned desks. Yes. You're home, so you're free. And your body is designed to move, so your goal is variety. You want at least five or six postures in the course of your work day. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's one. Take a look at this one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to crawl or lie on the floor, you can. You don't have to worry about what anyone thinks. I find it sad that people aspire to office formality at home. That is interesting. Kind of the home office thing has always been. The more it looks like a corporate office, like the be- the more successful you are. Yeah. You got the big desk. You got the big chair. You got your plaques. Right. You got your phone there. And they're saying that there's no reason to do that, and there's not. I feel like um, the scales have fallen from my eyes, to quote the good book. Mm. This is a great set of insights, Jack. Here For the- once, you've brought us something <laughs> worth hearing. <laughs> Here are the different positions you should rotate through the day instead of just sitting in one chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A few different ones. Standing that's, or That's good. Standing or pacing, which is ideal for phone calls. I do that. I stand a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Perching, which I never do, but I should start. You should never sit in a conventional chair for more than 10 minutes, it says here. Wow. Wow. Cross-legged floor sitting. If I get down there, I ain't getting back up oh, again. Please. There's no me getting up after Honey, I sit. can you help? So Indian style, I guess. Kneeling, Racist. Kneeling. Racist. It's 2020. Racist. It's cross-legged. Kneeling or squatting. Oh, boy. Chase lounging. We all know what that feels like. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be hard. To, I think there'll be a lot of that if I were working at home. Yeah. Lying flat on your back, that's a good one. That's really the, the best. Lying flat on your back. If you can do your phone, do. If you can do your phone calls or any of your work just lying flat on your back and hanging. I guess if you've gotten <laughs> despondent, so, if you stolen a horse, <laughs> is that what they mean? No, I believe they mean from like a pull-up bar. Oh, oh okay. I see. Yeah. Stretches out the yeah. spine. Yeah, yeah. Not you've given and, up. And it's it's great for your shoulders. You know, apparently. I didn't get to the Spain story. It's probably a good thing. It's horrific. Uh, maybe in a few minutes. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.